Welcome to P.U.'s Gab Fest, a chapter-by-chapter, page-to-screen analysis of the Harry Potter series. I'm Sarah Day. I'm James. I'm Neeks. And today, we're analyzing Chapter 3, The Letters from No One. This is minutes 833 to 1254 of the film. Harry, for the first time, has a letter addressed to him, but it's quickly snatched away. Thinking the family can avoid these letters, which are now arriving in numerous and mysterious ways, Vernon packs everyone up and finds a shack on a deserted rock in the middle of the sea. Spoilers lie ahead, so you've been warned, Ickle Firsties. Without further ado, let's cause some mischief. Harry's punishment was the longest one to date. He wasn't out allowed out of his cupboard for months, the book says. Which is... Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. That just... Oh my gosh. But yeah, it goes it's... to show you a little bit of uh, the time length that's happening between chapter 2 and 3, which we really don't get during the movie. Uh, we really think the the movie's kind of just happening quickly. Um, but we really don't see that there's actually time happening between Dudley's birthday and Harry, like Harry's birthday. Yeah. Dare I say the movie is rushed? <laughs> I don't think... That's going to be a Saturday line for now on. Ever mentioned that. <laughs> um, it's now summertime in the book. And, well, I guess we assume that in the movie, too, because school is going to start. But Harry, um, the book mentions that Harry tried to spend most of his time outside of the house to avoid Dudley and his gang. And we mentioned last time, we don't get Dudley's gang. So I'm hoping that's something we see in the show. I, yeah. I, I think they said all five names in the chapter, too. Like, yeah. all five of them. Like, we have names and everything, and we just never get any of that. And it's just one of those things where they probably were like oh we'll just cut it because it's not going to be that important you know and I guess there are mm-hmm. other things that are you know quote unquote bigger deals that happen but like I don't know it just there's so much in like every book I think that has to do with Dudley's gang and it's so you know impactful for how Harry's treated and how he feels growing up and we miss that well and jumping Is to that- book five without any reason you know, Harry is like a full-fledged wizard now, essentially. And Dudley is like, like, he knows about the magic. He knows about all these things. And so his friends are like, they find Harry one one summer during the fifth book. And they're making fun of him. Or is it the third? It's either the fifth or the third that I'm thinking about. But they're making fun of him. And Dudley is like, guys, don't do that. Like, He's like scared to death because Harry's like almost threatening him with a wand and his like friends are laughing because he's like, ah, he's pointing a little stick at him. But like in the books, like it kind of goes a little bit further and Dudley's kind of just like, no, don't leave Harry alone, guys, because he Dudley does not want to make Harry angry because he knows what Harry's capable of and they don't. And we just don't get any of that in, in the films. Right. Right. And something else to consider is the comparison between Dudley and his gang and Draco Malfoy and then Crabbe and Goyle. 
and not that they're punching on Harry at Hogwarts, but there is still abuse and bullying that they do. And so it's like he's no stranger to being bullied. Um, and he, I think that's why he can handle Draco um, and he, his cronies so well, because he's used to this kind of treatment from Dudley and his gang. Mm, that, is, that was a good that's, call. Yeah, that's an interesting comparison, because I think it's like, you know, it's obvious that he's like bullied and then there's bullies at school, but I don't know how much people, readers or viewers really make that leap. I guess viewers don't because there's nothing about Dudley and his gang in the in the movies, but in the books. Um, yeah, that's a that is a really interesting comparison. And it's really I feel like, um, you know, as a reader growing up and reading these during like, you know, middle school time when it's like the prime time for a lot of kids to get bullied I feel like it was really admirable the way that Harry was able to stand up for himself even with having nothing you know not to say that everybody is in the same mindset as Harry or has the same privileges as him or whatever but it was it was admirable to read about how he was like he still just continued on with what he knew he wanted to do and he was still confident in himself and I remember reading that as a kid and thinking okay that's that's cool that he can you know he still gets that treatment but at least he knows what he wants to do and he's just going to keep moving forward with that yeah that is shown I think also a little bit later when he first sees Draco at the robe shop right and then I think in the books it's in the train but in the movies it's at Hogwarts but Draco's like come join me like choose the right crowd and Harry's like no thanks and I think having knowing how bad Dudley is and how Dudley treats him he's able to see that in Draco um and and we don't get that in the films right Mm. good call yeah that's a disservice yeah so it looks like we're all on the same page like (laughs) bring it on Dudley scan we want to see ya yes absolutely (laughs) so something that's completely cut from the film is Dudley getting his new uniform and Petunia dyeing the hand-me-downs from Dudley it's not technically Oh, because it was a, an extra it's scene. It's an extra scene that was added mm-hmm. to the extended version years later when they were like releasing it for some reason. Uh, which is one of the first scenes that I didn't realize existed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm wondering, maybe we should all say how we are like watching the films and which books we're reading. Because I don't, I didn't see the scene that you saw James that I'm watching on HBO max. I watched, I watched this one on Peacock and it had an extra, it had an extra few minutes added into the film. It basically, when I saw it, I was just like, wait a second, that doesn't feel right. And my wife brought it to my attention. She was like, that's because it's not in the film. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I might sort of have remembered this. And she's like, no. And then Harry said the line about, looking like an elephant if he were to wear those uh those uniforms and i was like okay now he definitely said something i didn't like that definitely was not in the movie 
Um, and the reason why I couldn't remember it was because he Dudley is wearing the uniform at the table when Harry brings right. the letters to to uh, Uncle Vernon. And I was just like, oh, okay. But I looked it up and I was just like, oh, there is an extra few minutes added for an extended version for some reason that was like released later uh, for like a celebration or some sort. But I, it was 152 minutes originally and now this extended version was 159. And wow. that entire time I was watching that movie, I was just like looking out for all the things <laughs> that were different because it was like re-watching something brand new again. And it added so much stuff that we're talking about now and i was just like holy crap like that was only like seven minutes more but like i felt like it added so much more to the movie like it added a a dynamic to harry and ron's and hermione's relationship that was missing in the film originally and i was just like oh my goodness like now it just makes much more sense on how like they're friends and everything um and it was because it wasn't originally there and uh and all this stuff so there are two extra scenes in this section of minutes interesting uh the first one is is this one exactly dudley getting his new uniform and petunia and vernon being very proud of him and saying all the things and harry's like when oh where's mine and they're like you go to smeltings (laughs) don't be daft that's so fun. I'll have to see if I can find. I don't think that we subscribe to Peacock, but I maybe I'll do a free trial or something just to yeah, see. Yeah, no, these I scenes. I have Peacock only because the of the the HOA that I have out here is paying for it. Oh, nice! Uh, so <laughs> That's awesome. I was just like, oh, I get free, I get a free streaming service through this television subscription that I have. Okay, cool. I think I've seen them because they just they were just on tv as we've you yeah. know over the years like whenever a harry potter marathon's on you know and we're we happen to be like able to sit down and watch tv we'll usually put that on and so i think i've seen them just because of that but i i remember the first time seeing it and it was kind of like whoa where did this one come from and then yeah i, I mean it adds so much just doing that and i i know that people will disagree with me i'm a huge proponent of i would much rather have a longer movie that even to mm. some people feels too long, but I would much rather have a longer movie, but include all of the information and the feelings that should be there than have a shorter Definitely. movie just to make it shorter, but take out a lot of information. Well, and you're 100%. talking to a guy that grew up watching the extended version of the fellowship of the ring thinking yes. that was, I literally believed that was the whole movie. Like, I thought that that's how it was released in trailers and stuff. And so when I bought the DVD, and when we were moving from VHS, it was two parts. It was like a part one and a part two in the VHS mm-hmm. VHS version. And I just, like, said how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, I, 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 you would pull out the, the first part after you're finished and put in the second part and be like, oh, this is so fun. I thought that was literally <laughs> yes. the whole movie. And I bought the DVD, and I was, like, sitting down going, like, Oh, this is so much fun. And then it like it, it got to a part where I was like expecting the scene, one of my favorite scenes, and I was just like, Where'd it go? And then I realized then I learned about this whole thing about like extended cuts and all that stuff because I didn't realize that I was watching the extended cut the entire time. 
because mm-hmm. I literally thought that that was the movie. And I was just like, I feel like people would love these extended versions just as the movie. Like, why cut it in the first place? Because I didn't mind watching all of that because it was just so well put together that I right. actually thought it was the original movie for years. I didn't realize it was an extent. I didn't realize I was watching the extended version until I was like 15. Wow. Uh, if it makes you feel better, James, I also had the VHS of Titanic and that was two parts mm-hmm. as well. I remember that. So I think different you know, genres. <laughs> no, that's completely fine. But like, I think extended versions of something is totally well worth it. Uh, and I think they're leaning towards that a little bit more nowadays as we get like two and a half hour movies and, and all this right. other stuff. But Well, and that's exactly how this podcast got started because we are excited about everything the show will have to offer that the movies did not because of the time constraints a movie has compared to a show. Yeah, definitely. So going back to Dudley and Harry and their uniforms, um, well, I have... I, you know, I have the DVDs. I wonder if I'm going to have to put them in and see if these were deleted scenes on the DVD, maybe, so I can actually find it. I'm sure YouTube has it, but um, in the original release, we did not get to see this scene. Right. Um, so maybe, James, you can talk a little bit about it. Ma- Megan, did you see the scene or no? Yes. Yeah, I did. And it, it was not on Peacock um because i do not have an hoa that pays for it for me um (laughs) but uh it was um i think it was just on it was just on tv at one point Mm. you know now that you're saying it i I think i actually told you guys the story that um when i was induced with my first they had a harry potter marathon Mm -hmm. and the fourth one (laughs) i remember seeing additional scenes um in the goblet of fire that weren't in the original release. So <laughs> it is fun that they've released all these um, additional content, I guess, if you will. But I don't remember ever seeing this particular scene. So if the two of you want to talk about it. Go for it, James. So the scene starts off with uh, Harry like waking up from the vanishing glass environment basically it's just another day and they're all surrounded Dudley as he as he's kind of just posing for pictures he's kind of just like all like yeah pompous looking and oh all that stuff. my gosh and they're they have screenshots of that that was yeah. like a poster that they released I totally know what you're talking about yeah and so he had to just like he had his little hat and everyone's yes. just so happy and just like oh I'm so proud of Dudley and Harry's just standing there going like, huh, well, when, when do I get my, uh, my uniform? And they all like look at him and just like, ha ha ha, you go to smeltings. Oh, as if, and, uh, they make fun of him for it. And she, and Petunia just continues to go and say like, oh, well, you know, I am totally going to like, I'm totally just making your suit right here in a big, it's in a big pot on the stove as she's like dying it and uh she like puts it up it's like oh this is some of dudley's old stuff that i'm going to dye and make it look like the public school uniform that you're going to be wearing and uh, harry gives out the line which is in the book which is like oh if i wear that it will look like i have like an elephant skin on me and 
uh, it's just kind of that laughter. But then Harry just walks out and goes into the hallway to pick up the mail. And that's where he finds the letter. Oh, interesting. It's also interesting that they changed the line from, I didn't realize it needed to be so wet, to it looked like elephant skin. No, well, no, he says both of those in the book. He says both of those in the book. Oh, does he? Why am I not reading these books? Because last week we had something I completely, I, I completely missed Pierce falling into the that is thing. Well, I'm going to have to read the chapter like 10 times right? before I do um, well, there, there is so many, like, little details in all of these, even though they're, you know, it's a short book for now, but um, there's a lot of details, and we're talking about a lot of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that that is one of the funniest lines. Like, when he just, Harry has such dry humor for his age, and it's so yes. funny to me. And when he just looks at it and says, oh, I didn't realize it had to be so wet. Like, that's fucking funny, you know? For, it's so funny. For, like, a... 11 year old to say something like that and so i and that's something that they don't do the films like harry has so much sass and humor and he is so witty and you don't see that in the movies at all he's got such good one-liners i know i feel like a lot of them do and ron he's portrayed as we haven't even gotten to ron in the book sorry folks but i know ron (laughs) is portrayed as funny and kind of goofy in the movies but like not really. But in the books, he's so funny, like so yeah. funny. And even the twins, obviously, they're they bring a lot of joy and humor into the movies. Like they did a good job with them. But they even say a lot more funny stuff in the books as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, she's J.K. really knows how to write that dry, witty humor. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, they don't really add in most of those lines. Every once in a while, they right. add something in, and it's just kind of like. Eh. <laughs> it falls flat well and i think it's what you kind of always say that they it's those milestones that you talk about that they they do those lines from the book to try to hit those emotions or i don't know like but, hit their quota um, so they just don't land in the book, yeah they don't land in the film in the book it says harry seriously doubted this but thought it best not to argue he sat down at the table and tried not to think about how he was going to look on his first day at stonewall high like he was wearing bits of old elephant skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That does. That does. So um, he didn't actually say it in the book. He thought it uh, as J.K. wrote it, basically. Right. Right. But in the yes. mo- okay. in the movie, he says the actual line that looks like I'm gonna be wearing a, the, uh, an elephant skin if I wear that to in public. So I wrote the note that I could take or leave this scene. It didn't really bother me that it wasn't in my version. But now that you guys have seen that scene played out on the screen, how do you feel? Do you want to see that in the show? I mean, it was like an extra 30 seconds. And I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I, this is cool. I absolutely so, yes. want to see it because, again, it just shows like it just like really emphasizes Dudley being so smarmy and everybody just like always kind of fawning over him when he's like not actually contributing anything positive ever and so it just really shows him like embodying that and then harry i hope that they put in all of the dry witty humor into the show but harry like just like in a in a scene where like you can't get more different than petunia dyeing his uniform 
look that so that it looks like elephant skin and dudley having like this i mean crazy Brand warm, like new. flashing but like still very right. very very fancy for being you know an 11 year old going to school you can't get you can't get any more different than that treatment and harry still just kills it with his humor and like mm-hmm. you know just keep he just keeps being hairy and he's like not feeling sorry for himself and he just like is just really matter of fact in his head and um anyways I just that's all he thinks as there is like that's literally to yeah. him like this has been his whole life for 10 years to right. him that's all that has been and so he's just used to it he's been yeah. he's been beaten down by them for so long that he's just kind of like i'm just gonna live with this is my normal i'm just gonna live with this and, and he kind of looks forward to the fact that, you know, Dudley's going to go to another school and he's going to go to another one because then he actually might be able to make something out of his life and have friends because there's not going to be anybody there that's going to bug him or, or beat him up or or ha- intimidate other people to not associate with him because he's going to be separated from him. He's kind of looking forward to it. So he's constantly looking on the bright side of things, even yeah. though he is constantly being belittled by oh. this family. And so you got to give the boy credit for it being in this type of environment for 10 years and still going, oh, it's going to be better without actually realizing that it will be because he doesn't, it have, will be. It, he doesn't know yeah. anything about the wizarding world yet. Right. Oh, well, you mentioned that this additional scene transitions to what we do see in the original version of him going and finding his letter. And I have one small nitpick about the letter that we see. And after reading the chapter, I'm wondering if this is why, but the address on the letter in the film is like at the bottom and there's all this empty space at the top. And I'm just like, why is the address not centered <laughs> on the envelope? But the it, I, it irked me watching it. And I don't know that I would have noticed that when it first came out and I was 11 years old, but as you know, adult now, I'm like, no, this, this is really annoying to me. But in the book, it does mention um, like there was no stamp. So I'm wondering if they made it that low to kind of point out, like to make it obvious there's no stamp. It's a possibility. Yeah. You know what I don't like? Okay, actually I have two points. One, I don't like that it was emerald green writing in the book. And it was not emerald green writing in the movie, right? It was black. It was red, scarlet red. Oh, it was. Oh, that's right. It was red. Um, That's just the calligrapher in me wishing that that Mm -hmm. actually it's actually details matter. It's not that big of a deal at all. But um, <laughs> while we're nitpicking, and then my second point, I'm wondering. So, British friends or UK friends, will you tell us where the address is supposed to go on an envelope? Because maybe it is more normal to put it. Oh, lower. you're right. We'll have to ask Karen. She says that she'll be our British correspondent. These are the important questions that we need answered. I'll write it down. <laughs> Get back to us, Karen. But letter gets into Harry's hands, both in the movie and in the book. 
Uh, he's just looking at it, and he's just right there. And then Dudley realizes that he has a letter, and he's just like, hey, Harry's got something. And they're like, who would be wanting to write to you? Right. Um, but Harry was, in the book, Harry almost had it open. And That's right. he was like right there. Whereas in the movie, I think Vernon is opening the letter and just being like, huh? no, he looks yeah, at the, he doesn't me. open the letter. He looks at the letter and sees that it's written to him. Whereas yeah. in the book, he's opening it up and he reads. Well, they see the, the, the entire seal, right? letter. They see the crest as the seal well, in that's, the movie. That's something that's going to, another nitpick I have is in the book, the seal is only an H. Um, but in the movie, it says Hogwarts. No, the seal has the crest in the book, the but it doesn't crest. say Hogwarts. But it's the crest. With the, Correct. With the it, lion, it has, the but, raven, the badger, and the snake. But it right. doesn't say Hogwarts. But in the movie, it says Hogwarts. I Interesting. Mean, that is pretty dumb for them to put Hogwarts on there. Like we didn't know, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I wrote on my notes. I'm like, Harry would see Hogwarts written on the envelope and be like, what's Hogwarts? And he shouldn't even know that this is a letter to a Hogwarts because then he can start questioning. Yeah, but basically in the movie, they're looking at the letter unopened and they see Harry's name on it and it's in the address. And they're like, oh, what could this be? And whereas in the books... And this is why I'm so excited to kind of maybe see a little bit more in depth into it. And this is like where I was talking about last week, how I am just so excited for this chapter because I, it goes so in depth into all these characters a little bit, mm-hmm. but like it begins with just uncle Vernon going, Oh my gosh. Like he goes from red to green. Like he's just sick to his stomach because he just, he he's reading what's going on. And then he's just like giving it to Petunia and Dudley's like, and so I want to see all that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dudley's like what? <laughs> he's re- he's he's basically like screaming and reaching out to like he wants the letter. He's I, like, I want that. I agree. That was one of the things that it when I was reading it, I was like, God, this scene is like so funny and dramatic, but in a in a yeah. like a humorous way. Whereas in the movies, and they do this a lot. they make it a a really dramatic scene but like no humor at all in it and so that's that is one of the things that um that I feel like would have been really fun to see on screen and hopefully they'll keep it closer to the book when they make the show is like that that scene where they like discover the envelope is so funny and then I mean I don't want to jump ahead are we going to get to when Vernon is like fixing the door and everything with the, the letters coming in well, yes, I mean, that's all the say... things that's coming in is the mysterious ways that they're yes. arriving. Okay, so I won't say anything about that until we get to that point. You both kind of mentioned that it's a lot more chaotic, right? And that's one thing I wrote that I want to see the fear. They are fearful. They are freaking out. And in the film, it just kind of cuts off. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, and it's like the foreboding, and then it's done. And then it's, and then it's all the letters coming, you know, but we don't get, they're like, Petunia, Petunia. <laughs> She's like, oh, Vernon, oh no, oh, Vernon. And it's like, I want to see that fear. Me too. Yeah, I, I love reading that scene. Part of the, that's part of the things that I like about it. But as the letters keep showing up and we're seeing the progression of Uncle Vernon just going crazy in the film, I think it's being amplified 10 times like 10 times in the book 
we're just seeing a little bit more of that craziness. Like in the film, like his hair is just everywhere. He's kind of just like, I've had a very long week. And then they're just all being bombarded by these letters that are coming into the room. But in the book, I guess I'm imagining him just going crazy, crazy. Losing just, his shit. He's just yeah. losing his mind. And they don't know what to do. And all this other stuff. And Petunia's kind of just like there at the beginning. But then Uncle Vern is just taking it the entire way. And she's kind of just like, I don't know what to do anymore. And Dudley's like so flabbergasted because all these things are happening. And he's just like what's going on? Like, I'm not important anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't like this uh. feeling. And, and like, he got yet, he gets yelled at and he gets told not like, he can't have his stuff the way that he wants it anymore. And his room gets taken away. He throws his and he's tortoise. Just like, well, and that's something they don't talk about in the movie is that this is when Harry gets the bedroom and they just kind of skip past that in the next movie. He's in the bedroom, but right, yeah. they specifically move him to the bedroom to kind of, out of this fear that they have well, and it's so funny too like going back and reading it the way that jk writes it is so funny like the way that petunia just like approaches harry with it and like says we think that it would be best if you move into the bedroom and when you're that was uncle it, vernon oh sorry sorry when vernon does that so it's so it's just so funny how they're like they're being so fearful and afraid and they they really think that with somebody writing a letter that's addressed to him being under the cupboard that like if they move him to a different room that that's going to solve anything and so it's just so like you as the reader know that that's just like they're being so ridiculous but you like can't wait to see how they keep ramping it up and obviously throughout the chapter mm -hmm. we see it getting ramped up with how Vernon acts and it's just so it is so funny to me how how that's all written so I hope that we get more of this detail in the show one thing I will note is that the second extra scene for this chapter in the movie for the extended cut was Aunt Petunia opening uh, the eggs. She's cracking eggs into the thing and letters are popping out. And a letter comes out? Yeah, and wow. she's just like, what the crap? And then she just does another <laughs> one and then just like another one and she just looks up and there's just like these owls and she's just like, that's so oh. funny. Is that before or after in the film Vernon's leaving for work and all the owls are like on the car or something and she's like, she taps his shoulder and after. there's all the owls and he's like, shoo, shoo. It's after that? Okay, yeah, I can see that progression. Oh, good. I'm glad that they at least put that into an extended scene because that shows hope that they're going to add more of that detail to the show. Like if they made that for mm -hmm. part of the movie, then hopefully they'll show more of that detail. Like the scene went, or the the moment when the mailman hands Petunia, oh my God, I'm, I'm forget, I'm blanking on what it is. She, he hands her something through the living room window. The two dozen eggs. That is so funny. Like imagine if like you were in that situation and that happened. And so I, well, I just love all of that. Like that whole scene, again, another montage. That it could be a montage. Happened. I was just about to say that. Well, yeah. and that brings us back to the normality of the world yes. again. It yeah. reminds mm -hmm. us, oh, by the way, the rest of the world is normal. But right now, this is not so normal anymore. Which is why these guys are freaking out. And, you know, it gives mm. us the ability for the milkman to kind of just go, are you guys okay? <laughs> just <laughs> like you literally just locked your entire door. I can't open this now. I'm just going to give it to you through the window. No, I love that. I love that whole scene. I think it's so funny. So I hope that um, I hope that they stay detailed with that. 
in the show. Well, and right. I think that's what makes J.K. Rowling's world so unique is because it's two distinct worlds. And when mm-hmm. they do interact, it is always so hilarious because you have wizards trying to be muggles and they just don't understand how the muggles world work, but they just, they're just they trying. And mm-hmm. then you have the muggles who are learning about the wizarding world and just going like what the heck is this and like i can't believe this is all going on and like wow all this information is like blowing my mind kind of scenario and so when you get throughout all seven books when you get those moments where a muggle and a wizard are interacting with each other it's a little bit hilarious because you're kind of just like that guy thinks that this other guy's crazy but it's the other way around this wizard thinks that michael is crazy because you're just going like oh what the crap and that's that is one of the things and people can totally disagree with it so this is just my personal preference that is one of the main reasons why after reading harry potter you know when i was young when i started it's been so hard for me to be able to read fantasy novels um i have an easier time with watching like fantasy movies and shows but reading the novels it's really hard for me because for my personal preference I think that the Harry Potter books do such a good job of exactly what you were saying, James, where she builds a, an incredibly detailed magical world that, that makes sense. There's a lot of times where I personally feel like other fantasy authors or the stories that are created try to add in a lot of detail, but it feels really forced. And then it's so far removed from any type of reality that that's just not my preference. And so you saying that just re- just reminded me that that's one of the main reasons why Harry Potter is like one of the only fantasy stories that I really, really enjoyed reading because it, it, it does feel real even though it's in this whole mm-hmm. wizarding world. But she does such a good job of like inserting it into the, the real non-magical world. And I think it's funny and all of that, but it just kind of grounds it and makes it seem more realistic, which is silly because it's a fantasy novel. So I, I like I get how I sound right now. But anyways, that's just no. one of the things that I've always really, really loved about Harry Potter. I'm still waiting for my Hogwarts letter, Megan. No. So you're fine. I meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all of these letters are just arriving and bombarding this poor family in mysterious and annoying ways and Dudley though Vernon is just like we said losing his mind slowly but surely wait sorry did you say Vernon or Dudley Vernon oh okay because I was just saying or I was just thinking well both of them obviously slowly lose their mind and I know we kind of touched on it but Dudley like throwing a fit when Harry gets into the into mm-hmm. his bedroom I would love to see yet another montage about Dudley handling <laughs> that because I mean at the beginning of the chapter before Harry gets the bedroom he what does he do he knocks over Mrs. Fig as she is crossing the street yes, not that I necessarily want to see that but Mrs. Fig again is mentioned so I feel like they could do something with that just to like put her in view again and then and I think it's because they're talking him. they're talking about the first part that you mentioned about him knocking down Mrs. Fig, that's that's the area where it would be a montage of like him going through his presence. 
like he's yes. all of his yes. presence. And I love that because and then again, the other part is yeah. just him throwing a fit. Yeah. And, and he's I love done like all these things because like he, including throwing the tortoise through the roof because Harry got the bedroom. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And I love both of those montages. So, okay, we got two in this episode in the show coming out. Um, because it's it again like adds so much more to Dudley's character to have him right totally throwing a fit and going through his, going through his presence. I think that that's really funny. It ties it back, of course, to the previous episode, but it, like it just keeps developing his character and so I love that. But then when he is really really pissed off about um, Harry getting the other bedroom and it shows all of his um, the ways that he trashes everything and then also when Harry goes into that bedroom and sees all of the broken toys and all of the things that Dudley has used, except for the books that he never touched. I, I want to see that, like, I want to see that level of detail where, where it like pans through Dudley's bedroom and you just see all of that because again, just further like adds on to Dudley's character and shows us who he really is. Not just like, somebody who's there and part of the family and like we're supposed to know who he is and we're supposed to know he doesn't like Harry it really demonstrates to us like really truly who Dudley is yeah sorry anyway Sarah Day continue about Vernon going crazy no that was the segue he's he's losing his mind and we I think I think you're right that this is all going to be like some sort of montage of Vernon getting more and more upset and Dudley being more and more confused with this change well, of his Dudley life. gets so confused that in parts of the book he's kind of just with Harry going like what the crap is going on because Dudley's been isolated by his parents now because they're so focused on these letters instead of being focused on him he's so used to being the center of attention that now he's kind of just like there was a part where he just sat there and he just mentioned to Harry like who wants to like write you this bad <laughs> because he's right. just like he's so flabbergasted by how many letters there are but like how weird his parents are acting like he he has no choice but to hang out with harry because him and harry have both mm -hmm. the same question on their minds of like what what is this letter like we don't understand right. what's going on i love the scene when when dudley goes to get the letter and it says mr h potter the smallest bedroom and with a strangled cry, Uncle Vernon leapt from his seat. And so there he's like running down the hall trying to get the letter from Dudley. And then Harry wraps himself around Uncle Vernon's neck. And it says there's a lot of confused fighting and in which everybody got hit a lot by the smelting stick. Like, I want to see seeds like that. I think that that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Just a, a montage of all these chaotic scenes. Yeah, more montages. Chaos montages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that the I don't think that the letters the letters showing up are going to be montages in themselves. I think they're going to be select mini scenes. Are we getting montages? Yeah, and I think that's kind of... I think that's what I mean by montage. <laughs> like not so much like to a musical background, but yeah, like yeah. quick scene yeah. in a succession of all these stuff, like it was in the movie. But more of them. <laughs> a little bit longer each scene. So they finally, Vernon has had enough. He has had enough and he packs them all up and they're driving around. Wait, I'm sorry. One of my favorite like 
lines or paragraphs from this book. And I remember this even from when I was little loving this. And I love it every time I reread <laughs> this book. When they when they leave or when they're trying to leave, but it takes like it takes them so long to get out because Dudley was trying to pack his computer into his yeah. duffel bag. I like, I remember reading that when I was little and thinking that that was like the funniest thing. Cause again, like imagining somebody trying to actually do that in reality. And I, yeah. And I, so once again, hope that they put that. Yeah. There's, there's some good nuggets in this chapter. Oh, and another thing really quick when, um, when Vernon spreads marmalade on his newspapers, when he's like all distracted oh. before the letters, or like when he's like, it's Sunday because See, that's a classic. Like I've lost my mind. Yes, example yes, exactly. of him. Just, he can't even focus, and he. We've gotten so much. Hopefully, at this point, that we know putting marmalade on his newspaper is going to drive him crazy. Right, and because he is like, what makes it even funnier is him and Petunia in particular are such like picky people and they're so precise and they don't like any change and so to see somebody who is like the ultimate version of that put marmalade on his newspaper is is very funny and um and then also when they're driving away because you were just you started to segue into when they left and when he mutters shake him off shake him off because he's like going in circles to like get people off of his tail i think that that's really funny he's trying to lose well that. and there's so much between them leaving the house and getting to the shack yes. in the book that will be a lot of fun to explore yes because this could in be particular the hotel yeah this could be a lot like they could totally yes. tease this out and make you know a good portion of the episode being just about them trying right to and they they try to stay at this hotel and then the you know front desk guy is like oh here's some letters for you <laughs> i only got about a hundred of these <laughs> <laughs> So He's like, I will take them all. Yeah. So that's what kind of forces Vernon to, I mean, really go off the deep end and make a deal with a toothless old man to use his rowboat to take the family out to this miserable little shack on the rock in the middle of the sea. Uh, so I'd like to see that exchange with this I was gonna say I was gonna say I want to see that entire process because he comes back with the shotgun <laughs> and just a few I'm sorry air rifle measly smacks oh no definitely oh, sorry never mind sorry okay yeah <laughs> um so he comes back with the shotgun and some measly like snacks um which I assume he got also from the toothless old man the crisps um, the bags of crisps and four bananas Yes, surely they can't find them in the middle of the sea. Yeah. You know, the air rifle was in uh, Dudley's bedroom. Yes, thank you. That's why you're thinking about that. But yes, he did have a gun and he brought the food there and he brought them all over there. <laughs> and by this point, everyone's kind of just, wow. Like, they're just shook. And Harry's kind of just like, wow, I can't believe, like whatever this is, this is, must be some weird thing going on, but I really wish that letter was in my hands right now. Yeah. That's all he's thinking about. He's just like, I want to know who it is. I want to know who it is. Can you imagine the like frustration and like, I don't even know, like all this is wild. And you're only, well, you're only 10 at this point and you're just, what the heck and, is in this letter? Well, and you finally, like after having a horrible horrible childhood you finally have I something know. that's like 
for you, only for you, somebody's trying to reach you and you like, that's all you want is desperately for anybody to contact you. And so to like have to be going through that and he can't even like talk to anybody about it or anything. And I, I feel so bad for him at this point. My heart hurts right now. (laughs) What I do think is really funny is when they're sleeping that night and Harry thinks like, that the roof is going to cave in, although it might be warmer. He might be warmer if the roof. No, he's going to fall through the floor. He's going to fall through the floor. Like the floor is going to cave in. He's like, oh, that probably is going to be warmer. I thought that was, again, that like dry, witty humor. Which brings us to the point where he's kind of just, he's counting down to his birthday because he realizes it's his birthday because Dudley's over here going like, I wish I could see my cartoons that are showing up today or my programs mm-hmm. that are showing up today and he like says and you date. can count on Dudley mm-hmm. to know the days of the week and you, you, he kind of sh- he tells us like the date and Harry's like oh yeah my birthday's tomorrow and so he's like literally counting down to his birthday uh, and as he's counting down you you hear like the, the big immense like coming up on the island and he's kind of just like what are those noises which I feel I can envision in the episode mm-hmm just building upon that tension and tension tension like the, the tension just keeps building and building and building and building and building until it just kind of just goes boom like super loud noise the door falls down to the ground like it does in the movie wait but and not yet we see like a shadow we but see no, a shadow of a man james it just is a boom and that's it that's how the chapter ends it's just one boom yeah, but I'm thinking that's how I see it in the movie because I think it would be oh, a little I bit see. more dramatic to see the shadow of this giant man and in then front the of the door ends. and then the episode ends. Oh, absolutely. It was hard for me to do the time for the script um, because, like Meeg said, the chapter ends with the boom, um, which you kind of get a boom and it's the focus on the door, but as soon as you get that, boom the door falls down and there's Hagrid standing there so I tried to like time it just right so that the boom happens and it, the door like lights up before the door yeah, falls yeah. um so hopefully I timed it right for you guys <laughs> you, you listeners um but I I agree with James like I think the boom and the door falling and don't see like the face just a shattery humongous dark figure in the doorway and then the episode ends like, I understand in chapter four, it kind of goes like another boom because I like pre read it a little bit. But, like, <gasps> uh, I know, I just that's how interesting it is. Uh, but, it like, it's hard to stop. I just think, like, on a more TV scale, like, it would just be a lot cooler to kind of just see that happen and then just be like, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen next? Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Do you guys have any more thoughts about the chapter before we get into our peeves preferences? James, let's start with you. What was your peeves preference? So my peeves preference is going to be very simple because my Weasley salute is actually going to take up a lot more of my time. Uh, But my peeves preference is actually going to be the two extra scenes that we mm-hmm. get in the movie because I loved that. And I was just like, oh, yes, because that was just an amazing discovery on my part. I just did not know I'm 
27 years old and I didn't even know there was an extended version of the show and I'm just like I learn something new every day look at that and so now <laughs> I'm just like ready to watch the other movies and be like what's the new scene what's the new scene what's the new scene what's the new scene yes that's gonna be fun for you and I, I will really want to go find these extra scenes now <laughs> I um so at first it was my piece piece but then I thought about it more and then I was like you know what um I think this might be my pleasure because at first I was like, why? Um, like really you guys are witches and wizards and it's really taking this damn long to get Harry, his letters. Like you've got magic at your fingertips. Why is it taking this long? And I know like as a, you know, storytelling aspect, it's, it's, it's the mystery of it. Right. But then I was like, you know what? Cause McGonagall is the one that writes these letters and send them sends them out and then chapter one she watched them all day and called them miserable people and didn't want harry to come live with them so i think she's messing with them on purpose Ooh, <laughs> and so, i like that it ended up <laughs> so it's now my pleasure because i think mcgonagall's sitting here brainstorming all of the ways to mess with these people that she does not like and she's just duplicating the letter she doesn't even have yes. to write it every time. She's just literally going, bloop, duplicate, copy, duplicate, paste. Copy, yeah. paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. I love that. Meeks, what's your pleasure um, or preference? I think my pleasure is the scene. I think just like the, the spiral that Vernon goes through and mm. like imagining that scene of him boarding up the windows and the cracks around the door and just going insane and then like forcing everybody into the car so, because they all have to leave uh so i think that just that that whole thing is so so silly and funny to me and so i really i really like reading it and i think that it's really i think it's really fun to read but i also really hope that we get to see that acted out in some way yeah this is going to be a really fun chapter to see on screen in the show. Definitely. Um, Migs, why don't you go ahead and say your piece piece? Okay, I guess my piece piece is just that they took out all of that fun. <laughs> I I didn't I don't like that we didn't really see much of the the spiral at least that Vernon had. Right. Um, it sounds like the extended scene at least has the milkman delivering the eggs or the, just her opening the eggs just her opening the eggs. okay so i do like that they put that in and that does give me hope that that will be included then mm -hmm. later on um but my peeve is that they took all of that out and i think that they could have left it in and it would have been so funny to keep it there yeah um i'm surprised because my piece peeves is something I thought you were going to mention <laughs> as yours. Oh, no. Um, but the line, daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. I feel like it is so out of context yep. in the film. That was um, one of my notes. Yeah. And I feel like that in the film is what you keep on saying about these milestones. Um, and it just did not hit the same way it did in the book. And because, you know, we didn't get all of that build up. Yep. 
Well, I mean, they they definitely did their best because, like, they, I mean, Vernon's hair was, like, all messy. He was just, <laughs> uh, he was trying to keep Harry from gra- grabbing the letters. He was just screaming, we're leaving my house. I, I can't even handle this because there's letters literally filling the house at this point. Um, so, like, I... I always felt like that scene kind of worked with the line, but knowing that the line actually comes a lot later with the amount of crazy that's supposed to happen in between. Yeah, like I feel the, like the fireplace and 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 the point that Dudley says that is like obviously there's a different impact between the both, but I think like the movie did a pretty good job in at least I letting totally us know that what's going on. I can see what the movie was trying to do and why they did yeah. that. I don't agree with it. I think that they could have just had that whole scene exist and it was a total milestone thing that they added in. So I get it. Right. But it was like, ugh, knowing. It just doesn't hit the same as it does in the book. Yeah, exactly. Knowing what they gave up for it. Right. Exactly. Right. What about you, James? What's your peeves, peeve? My peeves, peeve. Hmm. I actually don't think I have one. I know. That's really weird. But uh, I don't have anything to, like, I don't have anything that, like, bothered me about anything in the mm-hmm. movie. And I loved the chapter in the book. Um, I don't really think there was anything... Uh, there wasn't anything that like kind of hit me off on the wrong direction and kind of just like oh like, really like come on seriously Hi. because like I really love the performance of Richard Griffith who uh, I don't think we've mentioned by the way he, he's no longer with he's like one of the actors that is no longer with us right um, he's one of the Harry Potter actors that have passed away as well um, but he he was definitely a great actor and Mm-hmm. he did a really good job in what was given to him with the movie and he kind of yes. made Vernon Dursley his own uh, yeah. and so him interacting with Harry Daniel Radcliffe and this like having that interaction and just like making Vernon Dursley who I see every day is just like awesome so the I the book was awesome the <laughs> part part of the movie that we're analyzing it too was awesome I love the fact that there were two extra scenes added into it. Like, that made me even more happier. So, like, there's nothing in this this section that I didn't like. Good. Yeah, I like... I did like it as much as I had my peeves about it. Um, right. I did overall. It's just such a fun chapter. Yeah. It's so fun. It is and a fun just, chapter. Like, all the chaos and fun, the humor that you mentioned earlier, like, it's just a fun one. And I think this is going to be a really fun episode when we, when the show comes out. Yes. Which, you know, like, we were talking about, I think we were talking about a little bit earlier about how, like, chapter two and chapter three could be considered one episode. If the episodes were, like, an hour long each, like, I could see that happening. But if this is, like, a 30-minute thing, like, that whole zoo thing could be it by itself, and then this just has to be thirty minutes. Oh yeah, all right. to itself. Like you cannot cut anything out of this because it just has so much depth to the characters that you can't take it away without actually realizing what's going on. 
Yes. I anticipate it because it's an HBO show that it'll be at least 40, at least 45 minutes to an hour episodes. Yeah, I really hope so. I think that they will, I think that they will just really not regret that (laughs) if they do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, James, let's start with you for your weekly salute. You sure about that? Because I think you're going to talk for like a good couple minutes. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So... I've been saying this entire time, like how I love this chapter and how I just, I just, oh my gosh, like there's just so like, I'm worried, I'm like speechless sometimes because I'm just like, I don't know exactly what to say in order to like get what I'm feeling and thinking all on the same page. Uh, If I had to write this for like a review or anything like that, I'd fail because like, I'm just not Hmm. good at writing things down. Uh, and so you're trying to explain it. But my Weasley salute is the character Vernon Dursley. Uh, and it's because it is because how well J.K. Rowling th- threw us into that world of just him be going crazy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as I was reading it, I just I, I went back to remembering how he was reacting to all these things back in chapter one and like how he was acting during chapter one and then like some of the tidbits that we get from him in chapter two and just like there's a buildup of his character and then we see this character really begin to snap because there's a conflict already set up and i think i think that conflict was beautifully set up and beautifully beautifully well written to the point that it gives us the ability to actually believe he has gone mad and that he has like he has basically just broken mentally and he can't he's just trying to keep his world together because all he cares about is having the perfect world and having the perfect life and he was probably raised by parents that gave him the ability to just go for your dreams, boy, and get them however you can. And he's just like, yeah, and he got the house, he got the wife, he has the child, mm. and it's in a perfect, well-known, reputable place, and he's got standards, and he's got all these other things. And I, I'm i pile, probably piling this on a little bit because I'm currently watching Downton Abbey for the first time, <laughs> and they're all show. about standards and all about, yes. like all this stuff. And all I can imagine at this point is Vernon Dursley's standards and how, he, as a British man, he's kind of just like, I have to have the perfect, per- like, I have to have people be jealous of me. Yeah. And the more people that are jealous of me, the better. And the minute, the minute something starts going wrong, he starts focusing on it because he's just like, no, I can't have that happen. Like, this is breaking my mold. And you get to see some of that in chapter one. And he's just like, okay, just, I, I'm going to forget about it. I'm just going to like, it, it's nothing. But then boom, there's a baby on your doorstep and you're kind of just like, oh crap, that's my nephew. Like <laughs> something is going wrong. And now you're spending the next 10 years trying to, you knowingly stomp out the magic out you of try him. try to at least. Out of him to kind of just make it so that he can become back to this normal part of life which 
in the end isn't as normal as he wants it to be because now he's taking care of a his nephew that he is ruining that perfect picture of what he's envisioned and his nephew is a constant reminder of that and now as he's trying to adjust to this normal life in comes a letter and it all comes crashing back down again and he's just like no i can't i have to fix this and he's just fixing it and he's trying the solutions mm -hmm. and he's going about it all interestingly at first by going like oh let's like, be nice to him and be like harry you're gonna go into another room because you're getting older and harry like starts questioning him about the letter and he's just like no He's going, he's like snapping at him. He's just like, no, don't you even dare bring that up. But he's like, oh yeah, I have to be nice. Uh, yes, but just grab your stuff and like, we'll go over there. And he's just like fighting Dudley who just doesn't understand what's going on. And Dudley's relationship with his father is now completely changed like com on the on face forward. And he's just like, I don't know what to do anymore because my dad's gone mental and now he's preferring Harry <laughs> over me. And like, what the heck is going on? And like Dudley goes is sent to go get the letter. Like that's an important point for his character because Vernon Dursley's like, Dudley, go get the letter. Make Harry go get it. Dudley, go get the letter. And Dudley's like, what? Like you can feel his frustration because he's like, what's going on? Why all of a sudden like this interest in Harry now? And mm -hmm. then yeah, you know, he continued to get the letter and then he's just, he's going crazy. Now he's sleeping in front of the door uh, and you get the whole scene where Harry steps on his face because he's uh, Harry was trying to sneak out of the house and he, he knew exactly that that was going to happen. So he kind of just slept in front of the door to prevent that from happening. And then he's closed the mailbox, but then they appeared through the cracks and then he like literally closes off the entire door. And as his schemes get bigger and bigger and bigger, it shows how much effort he's trying to put normalcy back into his life but with each scheme he's getting further and further away from the normalcy to the mm. point where he no he no longer he's no longer even close to the normalcy that he had where he's just driving around looking for the best place possible to go in and just, just like, finally, they can't find me here on this random island in the middle of the sea in this little shack. There's no way no one can find me. And boy, is he in for ah. a surprise uh, in the next chapter kind of scenario. But like I, every single detail of that, makes me squeam inside with like joy because I just love all that character stuff. Like whenever there's yeah. a full fleshed out character that's going through something that I can relate to and not that I can relate to everything with Vernon Dursley, but I can just, I can relate to my whole world just collapsing in on me and just like I, the world's no longer normal and I can't have it back mm. the way that I want to. And as much as he wants to, go back to that life he can't and now wow. he it, and now he has to learn how to deal with that off screen and off page and we see him kind of dealing with that in different ways in the next coming books as he comes back from that but vernon dursley's perfect world is no longer a perfect world and we yeah. we get that by the time we see them in the in the shack and he's kind of just like all happy he's like <laughs> he think he's done it he's like i've outsmarted them this time there's no way they can find us here 
And he's just, he, we see a little bit of that normalcy again, where he's like, I'm back in my perfect world. But his perfect world now is a rusty old shack in verse, <laughs> versus a perfect house with a lawn and stuff. A rusty old shack in the middle of the sea with everybody being miserable. Like his perfect world now is no longer what it used to be. I know that you disagreed with my piece, Peeve, about daddy's gone bad, hasn't he? But what you just said, like, just makes me, we didn't get that. Like everything that you just said was that, like, we didn't get that from the film. We got that from the book. And like, we do see a little bit of chaos in the film, but you don't get the amount, like what you just described you don't get that sense from the film. And that's why I'm like, I don't consider what Vernon did in the film going mad like he did in the book. Definitely. Because of everything that you just said perfectly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would agree with I, that. I didn't really have a salute um, until I kind of came up with the headcanon about McGonagall. Um, mm -hmm. just nothing, just nothing stood out to me like it has in the, in the past two chapters so far, um, in this chapter, because it is so much about the Dursleys and losing control. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to go with McGonagall <laughs> as my weekly salute, because I think I, you, that's just so funny that she's messing with them in my head canon. I love that. And what about you, Meeks? What's your, uh, Weasley salute? Mine is, well, I mean, I love everything that James, everything you said about how Vernon was acting, all of that. Like, I love all of that. But my person that I'm saluting is poor Mrs. Fig trying to cross the street on crutches <laughs> and getting hit by Dudley or whatever that situation was. Um, poor Mrs. I know. Fig. I feel so bad for her. Justice, hashtag justice for Fig. <laughs> justice for fig well thank you for causing havoc with us today next time we will be discussing chapter four the keeper of the keys and this will be minutes 1255 to 1824 of the original film don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and leave a five-star review if you're as mischievous as we are if you have any feedback, leave us a voicemail at 409-422-3378. That's 409-GABFEST. Or you can email us at peevesgabfest at gmail.com. Also, you can join the discussion in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash peevesgabfest. And follow us on Instagram at peevesgabfest. Until next time, Eagle Firsties. Ha, ha, ha.